Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Coming Hot Podcast, episode 11. I'm Jesse, here almost, with Joe. You almost said Gorilla Herself Radio Podcast, didn't you? No, I didn't actually. I was just kind of like <laughs> pausing for effect. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, uh, we haven't recorded in a week. It's a long time. Yeah, but we gave you two shows last time. Yeah, we did. So stop complaining. It's a double whammy. God damn. Um, what you asked for. Yeah, we're like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? I don't know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, some glass that I got for my different rifles that I recently purchased and some considerations that I was looking at with like uh, my CCW carry backup modifications that I was going to make to see if it was uh, better for like an on-duty backup or if I should just go with a whole different gun. So there was a bunch of things that I went over. And of course, like while I'm at a gun shop, of course, I start looking at buying more guns, even though I just bought some guns. So now I'm looking at a build, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then, uh, as far as all of that shit goes, um, I guess we were also maybe going to talk a little bit about um, some of the recent uh, weather events that have taken place uh, locally. And uh, actually, you know, now that it comes to mind, and I don't know, this might be like another episode, but I actually uh, finished uh, Jocko Willink's. Uh, um book right now i'm on uh which one right now i'm listening to a kid's book a kid's book he does kids books too oh wow which one are you, uh, uh extreme oh, is it ownership right now i'm halfway through um extreme ownership and um i actually had uh just finished are you um, doing an audiobook well it's it's easy for me to it's easy for me to do it when i'm at work Audiobook? Yeah, audiobook. Yeah, dude, that's all I do is audibles. So, um, but I actually audible. finished uh, di- The Dichotomy of Leadership. Does he he reads Willink. it, right? Yeah, him and oh, okay. him and Leif Babin. They're oh, the, okay. Dude, so, his voice is like, the way he reads shit is Dude, just Leif like, Babin actually has a more intimidating voice than Jocko Willink. I, I, I love his clarity of, of mic, of mind, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the book was, The Dichotomy of Leadership was actually really good. Um, and then I, I, like, I work, and then I work my way backwards because extreme ownership was first. I don't like uh, nonfiction books. Neither do I. I, I. I listen to a lot of like true story, government stuff, stuff that's recent. Like no, actually, I said nonfiction. I don't like nonfiction. I like fiction. Oh, I I like nonfiction. I know it's funny, right? Because um, I like to escape when I when I listen to books. Because I'd also actually uh, it just finished. Um, let me see here. Are we gonna talk about our drinks? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we kind of just like got into shit. But yeah, what are you drinking, dude? So uh, I had some Bullet 95 Rye, which uh-huh. is almost empty. And um, I made a uh, Joe's White Trash Old Fashioned. <laughs> so it's, uh, what do we? What did I say I was going to call it? The White Trashing? <laughs> the White Trashing, yeah. The white trashing. Well, you said somebody was calling, somebody called it the White Trashing, right? No, I said I called it the White Trashing. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Bullet, Ice, and Orange Juice. Which sounds terrible, but it's basically a, a white trash old fashioned. So pretty good. That's sweet. If I had some fresca, there'd be some fucking fresca in there, bro. Fresca. Don't you worry about me. You're hilarious. Sure had fresca? Fresca is delicious. Sugar free. Um, you know, fresca is pretty good and tasty. It, yeah, you had some last time you were here, and it's sugar free. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. it was I good. watched the unbearable. What was it? What was the? I, I watched the. Uh, we watched the Nick Cage movie. We rented it. Oh, dude! Isn't that such a good fucking movie? What's it movie? called? The, the unbearable, unbearable weight of um, massive talent. Massive talent. Yeah, With Pedro Pascal. I actually just rewatched that, dude, um, just the other day. Dude, we fucking giggled the whole way through. Unless it it's looks hilarious like- how he kind of like makes fun of himself, but then like it's all like him and no, Pedro Pascal like have like a really good uh, bro romance when yeah. they're trying to climb that wall <laughs> <laughs> they're like super fucking high dude, i think everybody's dude, chasing is, after him when he gets to the wall oh what does he do when he looks over at the guys like hey the redheaded guy those guys are following us and then pedro pascal just goes fuck <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line in the movie dude it's fucking funny man it let's uh, looked at me after the movie and she goes you know what i i kind of like nicholas cage now <laughs> dude, like, it was a fucking great dude, Nick Cage movie. It's probably one of the best I've ever was, seen him make. It, I love, I love that he's self-deprecating because you know you go back and you watch a Nick Cage movie and you're like, I don't care what anybody says about Connor, it might be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but we were talking about. Were you and I talking about like the movie oh. Snake Eyes? Oh yeah, the boxing the movie. Yeah. Like he's made a lot of good, like eminently watchable movies 
Also, Snake Eyes, uh, what the fuck is her name is in it? Uh, Carla Gugino? Gugino? I don't know. She was, have you seen, you've seen The Watchmen. Oh! The Silk Spectre, the original Silk, The original, one? yeah, not, she's hot. Her, yeah, Malin Ackerman's yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. She was in a movie called, uh, what was it? 15, 15 Minutes. Robert De Niro was in it, and there was a serial killer. Hmm. 15, uh, she gets banged by De Niro, I think. She gets banged by somebody in that movie, dude. It's so fucking hot. She's gorgeous, dude. Hmm. Yeah. You know what's cool? Talk about Carlos. You know what I drink? Yeah, what are you drinking? I'm uh, doing Doughball. Doughball cookie dough whiskey. Actually smells like straight is, up cookie dough. It, it is it ridiculous. It smells good. It's, it t- it's, it's so tasty. It's cleanly sweet. Though. It's mm. really sweet. It's delicious, dude. Oh, Especially when easy. it's watered down. It's, <laughs> it goes down yeah, super dude. easy. My shit's all watered down. Like, this thing doesn't need anything to mix with. It is amazing by itself. Well, the uh, the flavored whiskeys and bourbons are lower alcohol content. No that's doing. Why, that's why they're cheaper. Yeah. And but they they're don't also pay the same import taxes. Like, I forgot. I read an article on this. Talked about alcohol that's imported. Um, you pay a, a big old tax on it. Like when you go get like Belvedere vodka or some high end vodka, mm-hmm. but you get lemon flavored. Yeah, it's like five bucks less for the big bottle. It's because they don't pay certain taxes because it's not. I, I don't know, but there's something about once they blend it, it's it's not taxable under a certain. That's odd. Know, weird. Yeah. Right? It's weird, but like when you go to the liquor store, you look at it and be like, hmm, it is cheaper for the blended shit. No, it is. Well, I think there's less alcohol on it. It is. I think it is. It's just. It's just about alcohol by volume. Is because they blend tax. it. Yeah, yeah. The ABV is lower. I don't know. Alcohol is interesting, dude. Like, that's one of those jobs that if you had it, you know what I mean. Like, if you knew. Well, that's a. It's it. a lucrative investment for a lot of actors, right? Fuck, you have dude. like aviation, oh, gin. Oh. You have. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, so aviation uh, gin 12. is uh, well. Proper twelve is um, Conor McGregor. Aviation gin is uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And then Bro. who? Who's, Five or six hundred uh, million dollars. That's Conor McGregor. Um, let's talk about Ryan Reynolds when we're done. I know. I, I know what you're gonna talk about. But Ryan Reynolds has aviation gin. But then you have uh, who's the Wolverine? Who's the guy that plays Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, I think, has his own alcohol too. But it's I can't think of what it is. Huh. I've never heard of it. I know, like Chevy Chase has like a Crystal Skull vodka. No, no, no. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is that it him? Crystal I thought Skull. it was Chevy. I thought it was Chevy Chase. Well, dude, look at Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Cabo Wabo. Uh, he sold that for. I mean, I think he sold that back in the day, and and was worth like two hundred fifty million or something. Yeah. You know, now they're selling for four or five hundred. So Ryan Reynolds, the fucking he had Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. He is twenty five percent shareholder in that. And they sold it for one point three billion to T Mobile. Bro, he just got a chunk. As if he'll ever need money. Right. He just got himself a chunk of dough. Two hundred fifty million, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. Fuck. For a big cut in fucking a phone company that's probably, about as good as fucking Boost. <laughs> well, but it was sold to T-Mobile, so now it's on their, you know, it's part of their network, which mm-hmm. is as good as Boost as well. Yeah. T-Mobile, not great. <laughs> I wanted to switch, dude. My Verizon bill is so expensive. Yeah, T-Mobile, um, they're actually partnering with Starlink in about a year. They're going to have access to Starlink services. Who says we'll be around in a year? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> fucking never know, dude. <laughs> Chinese balloons, fucking uh, banks are crashing. Yeah, that dude, that is nuts. I don't the understand banks. all that stuff, but apparently they're highly leveraged in crypto. Mm-hmm. And they spent. Uh, what are they? I think that one. That well, what it is up. is crypto is like a gold rush, right? Like it right. was like all those. Yeah, but I didn't fucking... know banks were investing. Like, yeah, it's like, nuts. And then, but a lot of the banks that are failing. They were like Silicon Valley banks yeah. that are kind of embracing the technology, the technological side of like what crypto, yeah. crypto is. So, so were, like you know, hedging bets against something that is really a pyramid scheme. And mm-hmm. I've said this since the beginning: crypto is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Right. If you got in on the ground floor, you're good. Well, most floor, most fine. crypto is. I think Bitcoin, being that there is none being made. And it's it's limited in what it is. But the value changes daily, right? I mean, like we like to say the well because not well because I think because stable. I think Bitcoin it's changing daily because even if Bitcoin is more stable than others, 
because it's allotted into all of these other fucking coin bases. Right. When the other coin bases have trouble, they all have trouble. You right. know, like you can have one oil company that has a refinery have shitty, you know, fucking production issues in Texas. It doesn't and all affect. of a sudden it affects all the other fucking gas prices because oh, of right. you know, of like a of of the of production. So yeah, it doesn't matter if Bitcoin's stable yeah, or unstable. Is, so do you know anybody that owns Bitcoin? I do. Do they spend Bitcoin? Or they, do they don't because they're saving it. Do they invest in Bitcoin? They they've actually just they invest held, in it. They actually just held the Bitcoin yeah, they had. That's yeah. investing, mm-hmm. right? So you buy something and hope it goes up in value. That's investing, right? That's not spending. It was and they got there's it on a couple the, coins on out round there that are just, crypto like right, right. Cheap. That's great, mm-hmm. but it's an investment, and you're hedging, like buying Apple stock. Hopefully, Apple doesn't turn into Commodore sixty four, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like like it's an investment. It's supposed to be a utility. It's supposed to be something that you spend and use and it helps with commerce. No one's using it for that because they're holding on to it because the value, and I'm making air quotes, the value of crypto, of, of Bitcoin. But what is right. the actual it's, value? It's become a de facto stock. It's where, a stock. Where, exactly. is it, where they're trying to create an alternative currency, but the currency itself doesn't have much currency use it's because o- it's turned into no. like a commodity, like a bond. It, it's only based on where it's the- just perceived value right i mean kind of like the dollar if you really think about it because we don't have gold standard on that shit anymore mm-hmm. i don't understand finances for shit but i just like cool get on the ground floor that's great if i got on the ground floor of fucking p90x i'd be a billionaire but if you get on a, 10 years later p90x you're going to be just like making 250 dollars a month you know like it's a pyramid scheme yeah the people at the top invest their money and then basically throw it away People that got in early. I mean, shit. If I would have bought Shiba Inu or Doge Dogecoin, yeah, it could have made back in the day. Really. I mean, it could have yeah. been rich if I would have put ten thousand dollars into that. But now I'm dude. Crypto's fucking crap. Yeah, I kick myself in the nuts every day. I didn't invest a shitload of money into Netflix when they uh, when they tried to split into mm-hmm. a game and video company, and they basically all but crashed. Mm-hmm. I thought about putting Don't in like two, three thousand dollars. I would have made so much fucking Bro, money. Two thousand, three thousand dollars worth of Netflix at the bottom when it was like five cents a share. But now they're failing again, dude. That's what. But even still, if I had sold when they started failing, I still would have right, killed you it. Bought it at point zero 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 five cents and then you know it's 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 only 180 dollars a share now well i own twelve thousand shares right know? yeah or twenty thousand or a hundred yeah but you know i mean if i could go back in time i'd invest in apple and just fucking It'd be like fucking marty mcfly <laughs> trying to invest you, so you go back in time and you're gonna invest this money right like listen bro all i gotta do is is fucking bet on the raiders versus the 49ers game where do you get the money right how do you go back to 1984 and spend money? Where do you get 1984 money? Yeah, you had to rob a bank. Have you not thought this through? But then you rob a bank and you're in 1984 prison. There's no fucking internet. <laughs> There's still the same amount of ass rape, but no internet. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. No prisoner's rights. You're fucked. I'm just saying, how do you go back in time and, like, I guess you could sell something, right? Like, if you took back computer technology. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about time travel. No one knew we were going to talk about that tonight. Yeah, we're Maybe all talking about what important. we're going to talk about, but what we talked, what we said we we're going to talk about might be next show. <laughs> I, I, I think time travel is important. We got to think this shit through. It's like planning the best bank robbery, right? You got to think it through, right? So you go back to 1984 to invest in Apple. 82, maybe. How do you do it? Hmm. I'd go back like with get a job and work for it. For I'd six go months? back with a lot of cans and recycle and take all of those coins. But your cans, they'd look at them and be like, what the fuck is this? It's not even made out of aluminum It's in anymore. weight. It's in weight, dude. You just put them in a fucking thing and just let them recycle it. Or glass, even. Where would you get glass bottles? I would just bring glass. You'd just go to Mexico and just get like, how would you fit them in your time Bro, machine? I would bring, I would Bro, bring enough to make say, like a quarter. And then back then, the quarter's a lot. And then I would just start like let's say your time machine killing is, it on the horse the size races. size of a phone booth. I would bet my quarter on the horse races, and I would triple my quarters, and then before you knew it, I had, I had a couple bucks. you'd have to know every fucking horse race, right? Boy, I'd go back with an almanac, bro. This is an almanac? Where would you get an almanac? Race Sports Almanac, yeah. You'd, you'd Google it? Yeah, I'd eBay it. <laughs> get my Grace Sports Almanac. That's insane, yeah. dude. Like, like, do you go back with gold? Well, gold was, the gold we have now is worth fucking... Just go back with an almanac, like, in fucking Back to the Future, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's up. Where are you going to reinvent the? You're like I said, you're just going to fucking go on. You're going to go on today's auction. You're going to find it somewhere for you're how much it costs. More books. And get an yeah, 
You're going to find one somewhere off the internet, and you're going to go back with that shit. Even if it's a tattered fucking copy, it's still wear? got all the information in it. What are you going to wear go back in time? If I go back in time. Because you don't want to look like you're in the Coast Guard. Right. I just go back with some like tight whitewashed jeans, a black t-shirt, your basic black t-shirt. I put some cigarettes in my sleeve. I'd comb my hair back. Wait, wait. I'd comb, yeah. comb my hair back like I do now and just wear some boots. I'd fit <laughs> right in. Bro, they would <laughs> I fit right in. They wouldn't let you in a face. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, stand outside. <laughs> oh, man. See? I'm just saying. What if you went back with like... Be the richest spick in the world. <laughs> what if you go back with like a T84 calculator and be like, I'll fucking sell you this mm-hmm. for $100,000. <laughs> that's like, that's our whole world economy money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dr. Like, Evil trying to ask for more money that's in <laughs> circulation? <laughs> shit. I'm just saying, these are problems like, what if we had time travel all of a sudden and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to go take advantage of it. But you're like, fuck, I got back there and these bitches wouldn't take my money because it said 2023. I mean, we're talking about making all this money. I mean, shit. First things first. We got time travel. We got to go back and kill Hitler. But While he's in art school. While he's in art school. What about all the amazing art he produced? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Kill Hitler. Rule number one. And then, and then what? And happens? then after that, then wait, wait. Then what happens? Well, I don't we know. We don't man. become the giant industrial power because we we forced all of our industries to take leaps and bounds past other countries. Right? We became mm-hmm. a nuclear power because of that. So we don't become a nuclear power. Let's say, right? Because of Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. He was never there. He never gathered together all the people that we. So we pinched up during Operation Paperclip where we took all the Nazi scientists and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. After the war. Uh, Werner von Braun, right? The guy who invented the rocket engine. Right. Um, so we don't have that. So we're a non-nuclear nation, right? Russia is also a non-nuclear nation because they did this. All right, so then fuck it. The other half. We let Hitler happen. We kill him at the whoa, tail whoa, end. Whoa, whoa. We, we let the tail end so of wait. World War II. Hold on. So mil- millions that, dead. Millions dead. You're saying so the then, coming in hot podcast so then, supports Hitler? No, I'm saying. Dude, you can't say that. No, I'm saying we kill him at the end so that we become a world power, and then we just clap Russia. With? With time travel, motherfucker. With time travel? Yeah. Do we so Putin? then Russia. Do we kill Putin? Or Might Gorbachev. Well. Yeah, fuck it. Gorbachev, do start there. I feel like Gorbachev was on our side, though. Who cares? All he of them. He Russia down. All of them. Russia is fucking... I think he was working All of a sudden, Russia's... And then, and then we've already... And then we already Wait, clapped, and then we already if clapped Russia goes... Who then, takes over Russia? Uh, China. And then we're... No. See, see, and then... No, the Chechens take over. So now we have a giant Muslim nation that has a billions and oh, billions of gallons Oh, because we don't have to worry oil. about that already, right? But they so have then, So then we've already clapped Japan. And access to Alaska. Then... Then... Then we just like, like I say, we just keep clapping fools. Clap China. So what clothes were you wearing again? Clap Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love conversation. We just wore blackface, dude. Nobody would notice in 1984 if you were wearing blackface. That's yeah. the awesome part. Yeah. Just go back as Magic Johnson. <laughs> Pre-AIDS Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, that's AIDS Magic Johnson. Like, how many like fucking people know? <laughs> Wait, Magic Johnson AIDS? I'm sorry. Shh, 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 yeah, right. Shh. God. Keep that on the DL. Don't let Cookie know. <laughs> Cookie's his wife. Mm. <laughs> well, he didn't have AIDS. He had HIV. That's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, the industrial complex kind of made us what we are. But at the same time, For like, sure. that is a lot of people dead. <laughs> What, because of Hitler? Yeah. But what's the unintended consequences of not going down the path we took? I mean, we would end up we would end up rising the occasion later, right? We'd end up what? So we'd end up rising the occasion later, right? And something else happens. Would it would have just been a different so, scenario. So uh or, or we'd ramp it up against a different country. What was it? FDR was president, right? And right. he was president for three terms during World War Two. Is that correct? I believe I believe, I believe so. he's the only president that's ever is that right? So due to the war, state president for three terms we don't have a war so we don't have ftr so we never invent the nukes we never have the new deal i don't know louisiana purchase i don't know i don't, I don't remember history louisiana all that purchase. <laughs> you're going way back napoleon invades uh, alaska or something i don't shit. know uh, dude I, just the butterfly effect right like one thing changes mm-hmm. and then what happens like 
You kill Hitler, and then it's like, Ultron! Fuck! We didn't know Ultron was out there! Mm -hmm. Shit! And he wins this time. I just watched What If, so it's on the front of my mind. Yeah. Oh, those What Ifs are great. What If is so good, dude. That was better than most Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. I just watched uh, um, DC Dark. So it's... uh, uh, What is it called? Apocalypse War? So it's fighting... uh, fighting what's his name the guy that lives on apocalypse what's his name that shoots eye beams mm, uh fuck i'm blanking out that shoots the anyway it's all it's all about uh constantine constantine's on the team and oh. like they basically get their asses kicked they invade they invade apocalypse and get fucking oh. their asses handed to them it's so good the dude. dc cartoon that i recently watched was um uh doomsday Oh, yeah, where he gets killed. Where was, the death of Superman. Yeah, that was so good. Where has the flag at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That This is based on that. Oh, uh, and then I watched uh, the Flashpoint one, too. Flashpoint one. Flashpoint was pretty good. fucking good, dude. I, I don't know what it is, man. Like, the more... I, I like DC stuff. Uh, I, I never read DC comics when I was a comic nerd, but you start to realize that some of the stuff... Is like, I did. Literally, the only shit I ever read was fucking Superman and Batman. That was it. Oh, really? I actually dabbled in Green Lantern. Because I thought it was cool that like Green he Lantern's can fucking cool. like have all kinds of shapes you and know, stuff. Green Lantern's a cop. Yeah, Green Lantern's fucking yeah. He's a fucking space he's cop. A, yeah, he's a space cop. That's mm-hmm. what I like about Green Lantern. I, I thought some of the characters are more fleshed out, but um, yeah, the cartoons are the 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 animated series are fucking good, dude. But they like, actually, I didn't even realize like it, it was a uh, in the Flashpoint series, uh, the Wildcats pop up, which they're an Image Comics, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Jim Lee thing, which is the Jim Lee thing. Yeah. But the Wildcats were in Flashpoint, Grifter, and some of the other yeah. guys. I'm like, oh, shit, that's Grifter. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It was Grifter. I have a uh, signed copy of Wildcats 1 from Jim Lee hmm. somewhere. Pretty cool. My comic box. Yeah, dude, that was some good shit. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I forgot that he was in that comic. because he's I actually the one had the number the one Wildcats, and I don't know what happened to it, but I bought it at Walden's Books. There were... Uh, there were several issues of Wildcats one. So that was during the time when all comic books they would do in like, they would do 22 different covers. for oh, yeah. One comic book and they were all spangly and shit, you know? Uh, yeah, dude, Jim Lee was the, Jim Lee is the best, the best, like all around comic. He book draws artist. Batman right now. Oh, is that what he, Oh, I mm-hmm. bet that's good. He works for DC. I, I can't imagine what his, what his art must be like now, oh, 30 years later. Dude, he is the shit. So I've, I've sat in on like, <laughs> he'll be like, Oh, what do you guys want me to draw? And he'll be like, oh, I'm going to draw a cityscape with Batman in it. And like, you'll see him just doing bullshit lines. Really? And you're like, what's he doing? And then like, you see these lateral lines come this way yeah. and then all the stuff. And he does all these scribbles. And then all of a sudden, like before you know it, you're looking at a fucking alleyway of yeah. Gotham City with fucking scaffolding and stairs and lights. And you're like, it started from just some random fucking shit. You weren't even making any sense of it. I would like, say he grew up on anime. Uh, if you look at his the yeah. way he draws, like the way he draws his mouth, everything's a little bit more proportional. Uh, I mean, like the two best. Well, he's the reason for like the cool ass '90s X-Men. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, I have Uncanny X-Men, mm-hmm. uh, the issue one, and it was like this big like quad fold. Oh, so uh, badass! I have both. I have both uh, versions. I have, I have all the variants yeah. of that too. But um, yeah, and and that's dude. I really like the Jim Lee era was when I just fell in love because I read so much horse shit. Just the worst art you've ever seen. Like when you look at old Hulk and his proportions yeah. are all like all you retarded. Just look like your dad's friend, just really buff, Mars. like but like the proportions are all wrong. Yeah, but like, like really buff, like two eighty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, until you had Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri and Rob Liefeld is as weird as his like as bad as his stuff technically is. Like Rob Liefeld changed the way comics were drawn. Like dudes had little hands and little feet, but giant muscles. <laughs> you know, like. Um, uh, but but he was drawing Donald Trump characters. <laughs> this is exactly. <laughs> My hands are normal. Yeah. Uh, then you had you know Todd McFarlane. Just dude, Todd McFarlane just came in and just like, what the fuck are you drawing? He started drawing Spider Man, right? Uh-huh. I think he was drawing Hulk before that. And he made the Hulk look cool. Then he made Spider Man like. Spider Man just bent a little bit different, dude. Like his crouch was a little deeper. It's, it's cool shit. Then you start getting into some Sin City. You mm-hmm. start getting into some Miller, some Frank Miller shit. Bro, it's like, wow, did you use all of your black pen on this? <laughs> like, yeah. did you use it up on one page? But yet there's like two lines in it, and you're like, holy fuck, that's art. There's some cool shit in comic books, man. It's not just for little kids. 
Man, I wish I could get back into comic books. I still books. have a shitload of comic books. Did, dude, I've got some. I've got a, a lot of cards. I've got some expensive fucking comic books right mm-hmm. now that I need to go through and like get rid of. Just sell them, you know? I have the original like Death of Superman comic. Oh, yeah. It's like I've still got, like, in the plastic, in the, like all these in the things. Black plastic. Yeah. yeah. I have one in white plastic and I have one in black yeah. plastic. And then I have um I have like I actually have some comics that like have the certificates of authenticity, like one of a hundred, you know, so like I with, all the shit when it was off the rack. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's just buying it off the rack. It wasn't it wasn't hard to get that shit back then. There was a uh, Image Comics, so a lot of those guys, they, they all, uh, Jim Lee and all those guys left Marvel and started Image, and, and it was fun. Like, their shit was... Uh, One of the coolest Image fucking comics I ever saw was Wet, Wet Works. Works. Will's... Fuck. Will's Porta- that Portagio. shit was so fucking Will's cool, Will's Portagio, dude. he's a Filipino guy. Mm-hmm. His art, dude, I love Wet Works. I'm glad you said that, mm-hmm. dude. Because uh, that was... Uh, like those gold soldiers were the shit. Oh, my God. They had alien symbiotes. Yeah. yeah, dude, I fucking love wet works, dude. I have all the wet works, <laughs> or all those. He's problem with that guy was his art was so involved. He was somewhere between Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Like his shit was kind of out there, but it still had like, like Jim Lee was really good at drawing eyes and mouths, like the basic foundations of art. And um, yeah, but problem was he was real slow. So his shit kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. Yeah. Like when you're reading this, oh, every the month, detail art was amazing. Yeah, dude, and it's just super detailed. But you started to notice with image they were using like more computer graphics, and yeah. they were you know computer coloring it and stuff like that, trying to make it faster. And, you like the the gun flashes and stuff like that, yeah. like really stood out. Yeah. Like they, you see the reflections and the shadowing oh, and like dude. all that stuff. It was fucking. They started cool. started using more. I mean, now yeah. I'm sure it's all done on iPads, like my tattoo artist does. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I honestly, I could read a comic book if it was in blue pencil, and then they went over it in pencil. I, I could read any comic like that, dude, because like that to me, the rough art before it's colored, and because because comic books work like they they rough it out with a blue pencil because blue doesn't photograph. Yeah, I guess. And then they they pencil over it, and then so that's the artist that does that, right? They do the blue pencil and then the regular pencil, and then the next artist comes in and they do the lines. So somebody comes in with ink, this is the way it used to be, come in with ink and they would ink all the lines perfectly. That's how then, I did cartooning. Right. I did it with and a then, blue pencil and then once I had it finalized, then I went over it with an ink pen. Okay. And then I so would So usually like, there's a pencil in between that. Yeah. And then and then somebody comes in and does the colorist. So if you look at a comic book, it'll have like four artists for one. I mean, it's so much fucking work. And now I'm sure it's all like, like you draw the line and then... You're, you know, it extrapolates. Oh, this is spawn. Burp, 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 yeah. Burp, you know? And then I'd have to like, Colorizes then I would take whatever I drew. It. And like, if I'm doing sequencing, there was another, I, I would have like a, a, a light table. Uh-huh. They would have the paper underneath it. Right. And then I'd position it a certain way so that I would start so like doing trace, the movements basically. and trace over right. it so that I can do the fluid movements. You know, it's crazy. took so much time. Then they had somebody come in and letter it. This is not computer generated. If you look at the, the text bubbles in all comic books, however that however that's that was hand drawn, like in the eighties and the nineties, mm-hmm. it was hand drawn. The letters were hand drawn. How the letters would like be like yelling, and they'd have like yeah. this graphic to it. You yeah, know? dude, like like Batman, pow, what, bam, like that. Basically, yeah. I mean that. And there was something about that. Like I went to some comic book shows, like little comic book shows, and a little artist, you know, like oh, this is Mark Silvestri. He's new with Image, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he drew a couple episodes of the Hulk, you know, and he showed over a local comic book shop, and he'd just be doing sketches. Oh my god, dude, that that to me is like that's fucking cool. That's like it's like somebody who likes to not just eat barbecue, but like. Spend the time to make the barbecue. Oh, for know, sure. Like enjoy all that. So every now and then, like if I'm at a convention or something like that, and I'm going to like the convent, uh, the artist alley, and I like see some dude's work. You know, like he's he's drawing other comics, but I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got some talent. I'll go over there and I'll be like, hey, draw me something. I don't care about your original character. Like, like how yeah, good I'm like is your art. I I just want to see him draw me something. Reason is is because. Okay, he's not doing anything right now. He's not hired with Image or DC or whatever. He might be. Like, he might get scooped up by somebody, and I'm like, this dude's got fucking talent. Do you know who Rob Liefeld is? Yeah, yes. But I'm like, I want something from this guy right now, just drawing whomever. Yeah. Because that's some shit that I'd be like, oh, this motherfucker draws this now? I fucking met that dude here, and I got a fucking original work from him, you know? 
Right. Oh, I'll just come su- back to support that. him. Rob Liefeld was sending sending his art into Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's how he got discovered. Like fucking fifteen, dude. Now some of his shit, people make fun of his shit because it was kind of wonky. But like, if you think of Lobo, remember the character yeah. Lobo? Mm-hmm. That was his creation, right? Like that was his making fun of all all kinds of other shit. Um, when he went to DC, but you know, like just the wild shit that he did, he made it fun, mm-hmm. right? And you you see Rob Liefeld art, you know it's his, right? Huh? I mean, you know it's his. You know Jim Lee. Oh, you know, Jim Lee. Like I know his shit. And Todd like, McFarlane, though. Yeah. Well, you know Todd McFarlane. I mean, like, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah, dude, I I love that shit. So you talk about artists. Uh, Mark Greeny, we met him yeah. at Shot Show. Right? Oh, he, he was the artist? Gray Man. No, he wrote the Gray Man. Okay, yeah. Right. We met him at the Aimpoint booth. Yeah. We just happened to be there. We were like the first people in line. Fucking met him, joking around Felipe. He was like <laughs> making fun of our buddy Felipe, <laughs> yeah. which was fucking cool. And he was just really cool about it. And Felipe could have been more fucking awkward, by the way. Yeah, that was um, pretty hilarious. That was my favorite part. But we met him, and and uh, I was like, well, shit, now I got to download these books on Audible, right? Mm-hmm. Then, right as I downloaded all these books, he goes on Joe Rogan. Oh, right, yeah. Like, it was like right? the next week. That's I sent that to yeah. you. And I'm like, oh, and you're like, I'm already listening to it. So, you know, listen to him, and I'm like, I really like this guy. Yeah. Like, he's cool as fuck, and he's like, the movie, he goes, I haven't even seen the movie. Once I sold it, like it was theirs, it's totally different. That movie is so fucking different, dude. It is. Nothing about the movie is anything like the books. I'm on book fucking seven right now, man. Damn. I'm doing 15 hours at a time on these books, and I just, I love it, dude. It's so fucking good. There's 12 books in this series. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Court Gentry. That's my dude. Yeah, I hated the fucking movie. I watched it a second <laughs> time to see if I'd like it after I read the first book, and I'm like, I, I wasn't oh. impressed by the movie, and I hadn't read the books or the anything. The movie is uh, Russo Brothers, the guys who who brought the Avengers. I mean, like, right? They they made the Avengers, right? The, the whole universe, the whole MCU. Yeah, dude. It, we always go back to Audible book. I listen to Audible every day. I I have to listen uh, to podcasts so I don't waste all my Audible credits. Hmm. <laughs> I love listening to books. I'm in my car a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I had so good, I had dude. downloaded some books on Libby, which is an mm-hmm. app for this like library books. Yeah, um, and that was the free way to do it for me initially. And I, I downloaded some books that I wanted to read, but I, I hadn't got around to it. And then eventually, I just kind of returned them all because I'd, I'd rented too many. And then I was like, you know what? I think the reason I didn't read some of these is because I was just kind of like, oh, I can get whatever. And I got all these different books, but. The thing is, I, I, I like I like nonfiction books. I like to know about um, like government or... stuff, like how war started, you know, the events of like uh, like task force teams, like going into Iraq and Afghanistan, and yeah. all of this kind of shit that gets I unclassified. Do like, and I do stuff. like those kind of. I love that stuff. So like, I want to know books. about all that. So um, I I I rented um, a book called Black Ops that was. Uh, written by a special forces dude that was a PJ. Okay. But then after uh, becoming a PJ, he ends up joining the CIA. CIA. Ta- uh, ground force. And he's like a, like he was, like he actually like early on, like is, is a is a youthful dude was responsible for training. Um, God damn it. He trained the, uh, the Contras against like the oh, Sandinistas shit. and stuff. And like, uh, like once certain stuff got found out and everything got turned down, like he he was All basically like, was hey, look, like line. he's. I know there was a lot of media that said like it was the Contras that were this, and it was the Sandinistas that were this, and he's like the people that I dealt with, and he goes, even though it got like bad press, and these government officials were basically like defending the Sandinistas well, and all that stuff. Top he's like governments. these. He's all these people were just basically fighting for their homeland. He's all we were fighting for the good side. Well. We took advantage of the people fighting for the good side to further our interests, right? Right. I mean, well, that's what we do. It was for, like, democracy, yeah. For democracy, yeah. yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah, for yeah. oil. So There's no... Jesse, stop looking at me like that. It mm-hmm. wasn't for oil. No, it wasn't. Stop. It wasn't stop, for oil. Stop with your eyes. It, it wasn't. wasn't for, it wasn't for oil yeah. or power or anything like that. Nope. It was, it was to help the good guys. Yeah. Because that's all we do. Well, you know, I mean, in, in their defense, I mean, you can look at it from either side because, I mean, to, to everybody else, like, we're, love, we're evil, right? So I love America, but... The thing is, is, you know, if you, if you look at it from, like, the perspective that he's talking about, he's like, hey, you know, these guys, they had their families and shit and, like, people murdered 
by the people that took over the government. He's like, so, you know, naturally these people were like outlawed and like being persecuted by right. the government that took over. He's also naturally, they're going to fight the government. Yeah. He's like, so yeah, we came in like and we're supporting machine song. Yeah. He's like, so, you know, we're, we're essentially like supporting these guys because you know, these, these people are killing innocent people. He goes and, you know, in the process, you know, like other people, you know, like he's, all, I never saw any of these mother. I mean, and I'm sure there's some lies in there too. Cause he's like, I never saw these guys like killing the innocent people. I don't know how true that is, or at least, you know, you have to take it at face value. Right. You know, but it was a good book. Like he was in CIA for over 30 plus years. He was responsible for like building heard of all kinds of fucking like, all kinds of programs, like developing to, fucking relationships, Mike, and, and to Mike Baker on Joe Rogan. Um, I don't believe he's. I, have I think his most uh, recurring guest, Mike Baker. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like a thirty-year CIA guy. Fucking, I'm, I'm sure his name isn't Mike Baker. Dude, this this Black Ops book was fucking good. Bro, have like you ever it. read Matt Best's books? I have not. You know who Matt Best? I know is. Matt Best. Is. I know uh, Matt Best uh, is uh, the Ranger, Army Ranger. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he went uh, Ground Branch. Is that what it's called? Ground Branch. He went CIA Ground Branch after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's known. I think he's one of the founders of Black Rifle Coffee. Right? Yeah, he is. He, uh, kind of. Um, hilarious dude. His book, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Thank you for my service. I think is what it's called. <laughs> Bro, he reads it like there's very few entertainers that are as good as him. Like mm-hmm. his, the reading of his book is so good. Uh, Thank you for my service. Read that. I'm not sure if he has more than one book. That is a great non nonfiction, but dude, he talks. Mad, you've seen his videos and like mm-hmm. the fucking yeah, he's a silly fucking guy, yeah. But he talks about it. he's like, yeah, dude, we uh we hit these guys with a predator drone, had to go in, and I was like, fuck, they were all burned up. They said to get DNA no matter what. This when he was CIA, and he's like, so I just brought his arm back. I was, that was the one thing I get a hold of. So I just took his arm with me and fucking took it back for DNA. You know, like this shit. The way he talks about it, like yeah, I just hacked it off with my pocket knife. And <laughs> dude, that is such such a crazy book, like. That that's a good one. If you ever get a chance to read that, oh, I'll have to download that's, it uh, or Audible. It's better in Audible because it's in his voice, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's said. I love when people will write their book and read their book. Yeah, that's that's key. You know, unless they suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I so here. I really like uh, I really like the dichotomy of leadership and like listening to um, extreme ownership with uh, Jocko Willink and uh, Leaf Babin. Really good book, dude. Like uh, they're talking about all their time in Ramadi, and basically, extreme ownership and dichotomy of leadership are very similar. Kind of overlap one another. Ramadi was the whole Chris Kyle time. Yeah, actually, they they were because he was the, the devil of Ramadi. They were part of the same task force. He was he was his boss. He was Chris Kyle's boss. Right. Jocko yeah. Jocko Willink was. Yeah, yeah, he was. And so they they talk about like I think. They were in uh, task unit bruiser, bruiser, and I think yeah, he was part of like Charlie platoon Punisher or something. With like the Punisher symbols on there. Uh, yeah, um, but it's funny they got away with all that shit, right? It was crazy because um, essentially, what what the books is basically what the books go into like to really boil it down is just like with extreme ownership and with dichotomy of leadership. It's just explaining how. You know, a lot of times, you know, things don't go your way. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at it from a from a perspective of like as a leader, you know, like, why aren't my men doing what I'm telling them to? And so a lot of people like try to place blame other places. But what am I doing as a leader are doing something wrong because there's no bad teams. There's bad leaders. If you can't make make people into a cohesive team then it's your fault as a leader right right but because there's something that you haven't explained there's something you haven't addressed you haven't explained the why for why somebody's not doing something in some cases or maybe you didn't you know, choose the right there might be you're like a terrible chooser right there there might be something that's there because like you know you either want to try to like train these people up and get them to where they need to be because yeah. they, they they show promise or you need to let them go right um, yep. you know, but, but, uh, but you, you know, essentially you, it's about owning stuff and realizing that like, Hey, look, you know, like there's something, you know, that I've done here and, you know, regardless of what happens, like you basically need to take responsibility because if you're the commander of the ship, you're the commander of the ship. I, I saw leadership in action last night. Mm-hmm. I was at work. I was at the executive leadership council meeting. Sounds fancy, right? Mm-hmm. So they have lots of stuff like this at work, but it was a bunch of positions on executive leadership and i saw them take leadership positions not just saying do this do that but they said wait a minute this isn't for you to do 
this is this is our job to convince our peers to do this or whatever. And I was like, you guys understand leadership. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, because I say to do it is not leadership. And that's a big Jocko thing, right? Yeah. Like, I show you how to do it. And I why? Explain to you how- a why is Sometimes, a big part of it. Why you have why to have people. Yeah. You have to have people buy into whatever it is that you're telling them to, to do cause. it, so that they could be on board with so what you you're doing to, be, to push the cause. Mm-hmm. I think leaders have to be a little bit charismatic. That's right. part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Jocko's super fucking charismatic. Like he does. He would never say he's charismatic, but when Jocko says something, you're like, say more. Well, right? you know, like, and a lot of it, a lot of it's about balance, because he's saying like, you. You don't want to, you want to have rules and you want to enforce the rules to keep a certain level of structure, Of course, but you don't want to have too much structure and be a micromanager at the same time. You don't want to be too loose and let all kinds of stuff kind of fall by the wayside and let people get away with too much because then it also brings like cohesion place down. Academy. Right. And, and you go through it. It's fucking strict, 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 right? You're not, you're not, hey, what's up? What's up? You're not talking like that to your mm-hmm. fucking DOs or TOs or whatever you want to call them. I remember about uh, 10 weeks in, we were getting close to Christmas and like everybody's kind of feeling the spirit, getting a little loose. Everybody's being, yeah, kind of smoking and joking. And we're like, all right, we know who's going to go through the academy. All of a sudden, one day, dude, like we had the Christmas spirit in class. I had like somebody post like a fucking Christmas tree or something. And everybody's like, ha, ha, ha. Fucking the TOs came in. They're like fucking ripping shit off the wall. All of a sudden, we're getting smoked and push-ups and shit like that. And it's like they reminded us who was in charge. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you don't want to get too loose because you're still learning. You know, you get to a certain point where you've earned being loose. But, yeah, I mean, there's balance, right? Like there's parameters you have to stay within. And good cool. leaders know what your parameters are and keep everybody in the same parameters. And, you know, another part of that was just like, you know, you can plan for certain things, but you can't over plan. No. You can't expect to have a contingency plan for everything because then you overcomplicate a plan to a certain point that it becomes so muddled. Well, you're trying to memorize it versus not just doing what you're doing, supposed to do. Yeah, you're not getting the objective done. So it's all about keeping it simple so that your your orders are clear and concise, that the, that the structure that you're leading understands... And it's not overcomplicated. Right. That way they can deliver. But also saying, right. Jesse, I know you know how to do this. This is what I want you to do. Here you go. Like, attack this house. Right. Do this. But it's about having... It's about having... You have all uh, the basic Confidence skills. in your team... Yes. To, to, ...to take and do the objective that you're telling them to do. You're not telling them how to do it. You're just ask. You're telling them what needs to be done and giving I'm them. I'm telling you the goal. Giving them decision making ability to get it done. Yeah. Right. Well, you choose. Like, to- hey, I want a cake. I don't want you to put the eggs in before you put the flour in. I want you to put right. the flour in before the eggs. Right. Whoa, I don't whoa, care whoa, whoa. how you make the fucking Only cake. Only use one pinch of salt. Don't use two, Jesse. Right. But you're like, you hired me because I'm an ace cake maker. Let me. Maybe I'll do one and a half. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you hired me for my experience, and, and man, I work for a place that has good leadership, and. They're like, this is your job. This is what you do. Do it. Like, own it. And if you fuck up, I'm going to let you know. But for the most part, it's like, here you go. This is yours. Well, and the thing is, too, like, if you're leading a team, if you're part of a team, and, like, let's say, for whatever reason, something's not going well, and, you know, of course, somebody wants to know why, right? Like, you have to explain why something didn't go to plan. Okay. I think you earn more respect from the team and from the leadership when you explain that, like, hey... This was me. I own this. But, but this is how we can do this better, the, right? All, if you have a complaint or you have an explanation, have a solution, right? Right. And and that's the thing, too, is like, okay, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. You asked me what happened. This is what happened. I fucked up. This person on my team fucked up. This person on your team fucked up. This is how we fix it. I've already talked to him. We're going to do this, right? But, but some people just throw themselves under the bus and say, uh, uh, how come you're you're fucking four hours late late to the slop? Oh man, you know what, dude? Um, uh, yeah, dude, I, w- I was late. I had to go. My wife yelled at me. When in fact Jesse was three hours late getting to my house, but I'm covering for my boy Jesse. Right? Mm-hmm. We do that kind of shit sometimes, right? Right. And and, and that's not a good way either because that's not extreme ownership. That's not owning the problem and saying you fucked up, I fucked up. 
we didn't we didn't solve this problem together. But I, I not throwing people under the bus, but just being like, you fucked it. You know what I mean? Like pointing out um, these are the problems with the building. You know, these, these walls aren't at 90 degrees. We can't continue to build this. I think pointing out exactly what, hey, you fucked up. Are you going to fix that? Yeah, you're going to fix that. You're going to be on time next time, right? I think that's important with ownership too is like holding people accountable oh, to, yeah. for their actions. And, and some people don't. I, I work with a lot of women and what I do notice with some of them is they will take hits for other people when they shouldn't. And it's like, well, that's loyalty. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not loyalty. That's that's enabling. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, that was just a, a lot of good points in that book. And I think, uh, I, I like, as an example, you know, like, you can complain about a lot of things that aren't happening for you, but you have to, like, you have to, like, have some sort of inflection of, like, what am I doing that like should be done that would like in furtherance of making it better right you know so like you know i'm just like okay you know there's certain things that you know could be done different in this regard or that regard so like uh like i mean just as an example yeah yeah just as an example you know like you make a good you make some good positive steps like in this case uh you know we talk about like the weight loss journey, right? Yeah. So I started eating a little different. I cut out this kind of, I cut out these kind of I drinks. I had pizza twice last weekend. <laughs> right. You know, so I, I, but I started eating this way and then I started incorporating, um, you know, these workouts and doing all of this stuff. And then I started incorporating like, you know, protein shakes and this and this, like I'm, I'm doing all these different things and I'm and, and one's building on top of another, as far as like, you know, good decisions and building good habits. It's like, we it's boogie boarding, mm-hmm. right? And you get a wave that comes in, but have you ever had the wave that like a wave comes in on top of a wave and uh, another wave comes in on top of that. Mm-hmm. You get the perfect boogie board. Yeah. That's when it all comes together. It's like that wave, right? That's yeah. like a triple wave of everything that you've put together. You stacked it up to be this perfect thing to take you, where you want to go. Yeah. You know, Diet, and it's, and, exercise plan. And, and the thing is, is like, so, okay, now you've built that and it's kind of like, okay, well I'm doing, I'm doing good on that. You know, I'm averaging say like two pounds a, Bourbon. yeah, like two, <laughs> like two pounds a week, you know, and that's pretty good. You're looking good, dude. And, uh, you know, so I'm thinking like, when well, my, well, my I'm head down. was pressed in your crotch earlier. I was <laughs> thinking, man, Jesse's looking great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm down to like 264. Oh shit! So Didn't you started at two eighty, two eighty seven. Fuck, you were fat as fuck, bro. Yeah. Look so good. look handsome. So I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm just like, okay, now you're gonna well, have what else? Flower ears. But it's like, what else can I do, right? And so I'm just like, you know, uh, you know, like professionally, like I need to do, you know, a little more to get where I need to go. So like, for instance, uh, I started looking at all these different training programs. Uh, I'm gonna try to take some we're like already an FTO. That's pretty good. Right. Well, so I'm also rookie. That's important. So what I'm going to do is, uh, like, I'm going to I'm looking into taking this uh, training course, uh, just you know, like on like uh, you were working on your bachelor's degree before planning like civil, you know, like like civil unrest kind of stuff. So Ooh. I'm going to go Homeland Security BA. So no, I'm going to go to why well, I'm I am going to go to go to Atlanta. I am the gonna, federal bureau, uh, the the federal law enforcement academy. I'm gonna I'm gonna head to Alabama. And Ooh, I'm gonna be part. there. I'm gonna try to be there for a week. I'm thinking about trying to go in May. What 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 part of Alabama is May it? May or June? Um, I forget the city. You don't want to go to Alabama in May or June. Yeah, I know it's gonna you suck. Want to go during the winter? It's gonna suck, but I want to get this training out of the way. I've been to Birmingham because I'll, I'll I'll be there for. The chicks in Alabama are fucking tens. Tens. <laughs> so, but I'll be in Alabama for about a week doing this training, and so then with that training under my belt. Uh, you know, like Felipe and um, some other guys, they're going to do this follow-up training that you do after you do the training that I'm going to. So hopefully if I knocked out this week training, training, I'll have that under my belt. And then when they try to go at the end of the year, I'll be able to go back to Alabama and do that follow-up training that way. Are you going to pay for it? It's actually paid by the federal government (gasps) at no cost to me. Can I go? You have to be law enforcement (laughs) or first responder. I will be the first guy to respond. Yeah, to yeah. The free class. So, so if I do that, I'll be good at it. So if I do that, I'll have this training under my belt that usually they'll want to send you to when you get into special operations. So my plan is, is that if I get all of this stuff under my belt, um, there's 
I think there's going to be some testing that's going to come up. Okay. And I'm going to try to Hopefully make sergeant. it. I'm going to no. I'm going to try to make it into a special operations team. Ooh, fuck. So um, the plan is is to like get these training courses under my belt. So then when I go for the like the tryout for the special operations group stuff, I already have the what training is, under my belt. What is special operations? Um, basically, it's under the umbrella of like, um, like SWAT type stuff. Or? Well, it's one step below SWAT. Okay. So basically, like you're you're part of a special team that like supplements SWAT. Okay. And um, so like let's say a dig- like when the dignitaries come in, like the president comes into uh, town, okay. so and like you're, you're locking down you're buildings, you're doing all this that. stuff like that. You're involved in like that process and like security team stuff. That's like a lot of work. It, dignitary protection essentially. Nice. So you know, I have a buddy that's a VIP protective. I have a buddy that does uh, stuff for like Joe Coy and like famous people or whatever. He's actually invited me to like work with him, but okay, so I can't. You, you I be can't careful, moonlight. It's seasonal. I can't yeah, moonlight. You guys can't moonlight. That's what's cool. So he is. Uh, he was <laughs> EP for J Lo and Mark Anthony. Oh, I know. You told me he yeah, hates yeah, that yeah, chick. Huh? Now he's with Green Day, dude. So Which my is, buddy, so he's doing Joe Coy right now, and he's saying Joe Coy is fucking awesome. Of course he's cool. He's a comedian. And I think the person he's um, like the the people he's starting to work for now, because like he he wasn't going to go to Europe for like Joe Coy's other part because he's got a family. All right. Um. So he's doing Matchbox Twenty, and he says those guys are actually pretty cool. That's Bob Dylan's kid. So, yeah, man. So I'm just, I was just, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, how can I build on this momentum of like other stuff that I'm doing. And it's just like, all right, well, I'm making these positive changes, so let's just do some other shit, right? So, like, all right, let's look at this training. Let's look at all this stuff. That's bad. No, let's try to do all... You need to do fun shit. Well, I'm just, yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's you know, building. And, you know, I just look at it in terms of, like, all right, when somebody's asking me, like, what I've done when I go into the next promotional, it's like, well, I've done all this fucking training going out Alabama for mom. the homeland. How do you feel about that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I would say. That would be yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs are barking in the background. Your mom is always the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dude, that's that's badass. I'm glad you're doing that, man. I, uh, I'm i loving your personal journey. We haven't hung out a whole lot. Well, like, not enough. We hang out a lot more during the summer where we can hike. We can kayak. <laughs> Kayaking is going to be fucking badass this year. Yeah. All the lakes are going to be full. I was actually thinking, because uh, you, go, you go work out after work. Every day. And I was like, you know what? I get off of work in time to go to the gym with you. Are you gonna so, work out with me and the wife? Because I was thinking, like, oh, Bro, I can go to I can go to Planet Fitness. We've been hitting the gym like three thirty every day. <laughs> yeah, pretty early. But man, I've been working fucking every night doing shit. Like I I I, I gotta flex it up. Yeah, dude, come work out with us. Mm-hmm. Our workouts are kind of shitty, but they're better than they used to be. Because mm-hmm. um, like because like even at home, I'm like working on my bench trying to max out and stuff. Oh, I'm not doing. I'm any so of that. weak, dude. But I am so weak. My like back in the day when I was working all the time, like when I like when I you know became a police officer, right. like you know a couple years into it. When you were fucking dude, ripped, I was benching like three twenty five, dude. Like now, the other day, my max right now, like I'm very disappointed in myself. It was only pounds. like one sixty five, dude. Terrible. This morning, my coach was yelling at me. We'd be rolling, and he's like twenty push ups. My shoulders are so fucked up. One push up hurts. I used to do four hundred push ups a day. I can't do a fucking push-up, dude. Like, it hurts my shoulders so bad. I just work around it. But Planet Fitness, we haven't talked about this on the podcast. Nope. I gave up my membership at the local gym, and I fucking succumbed. To Planet Fitness. To Planet Fitness. And it's a good fucking place, right? Bro, it's clean. The people are fucking awesome. It's mm-hmm. the same person every day. Uh, there's there's not a lot of, like, kids with mullets slamming weights. Uh Taking up twelve machines at once. Not a shitload of gym bros. It's clean. Like, there's honestly, a couple, but not, not there's a lot. a lot of younger people. I I noticed that today. Like a lot of people. It's cheap. Younger than you. It's cheap. Well, yeah, it's ten bucks a month. Mm-hmm. We we do the black. You do the twenty dollar black card. We do the black card, and we go in the massage thing. every day before the gym and hit the massage. I go after. It's so and weird. every day after <laughs> our workout, we do take because you can only do ten minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. We'll be laying on the machine. Leslie gives me these sad puppy dog eyes when her 10 <laughs> minutes is up. So I go out to the front. I'm like, hey, can, nobody's waiting. Can we do another 10 minutes? So I go back to playing fucking Tetris Yeah. while I'm on the massage. Bro, That's after awesome. you smashed my neck like four weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> a 
All I want to do is hit that table every fucking day. I got to say, I like the Planet Fitness. I told you. I stuck by my gym because they kind of stuck by us. Mm-hmm. They opened back up as soon as possible through the pandemic and all that. And then it just went to shit, dude. Like, they closed the gym. They bought a gym. A bunch of bros started working. And my favorite thing in the world was working out. My favorite fucking thing in the world was working out. It was Leslie's favorite thing. That, hiking, all that. And then it became miserable to go to the gym every day. And then I started cutting weight for this competition that I did. Quit going to the gym, like, regularly. I mean, I'm a six or seven day a week guy. Yeah. Quit going because I hated it. Joined Planet Fitness and we're, like, invigorated, man. Saw one of our old friends from our old gym. We're talking to him. He's like, this is why I left. And we're like, that's the same fucking reasons we left. You know? Yeah. It's a little bit further. We got to go to the white hood to work out. Oh, you go to the old one? I mean, I don't wear a white hood. That would be racist. But we go (laughs) to the the white neighborhood. Go to the old one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's actually pretty slow there. It's 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 really slow. slow. Yeah, we went to the white lane one. It's busy as fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. But. But, like, I do pull-ups, right? Like, that's my thing. I'm getting back into doing pull-ups. I'll try to do at least... Even the California one's usually fucking packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like if you get there at 2 o'clock, it's not yeah. that busy. But by, like, 3.30, it's fucking busy as fuck. But their pull-up bars have mm-hmm. rock-climbing finger holds on them. Nice. So you can do pull-ups, with, which is hard, man. I'm doing, like, two at a time. Because, uh, I, I, man, I, like, pull-ups, to me, are my uh, my unicorn. I Like, when I was in police academy, couldn't do a pull-up. Not one. Damn. Uh, couldn't so yeah, like I like to do thirty pull ups a day when I can so, uh, but the, you know like five at a time it takes me a while, so yeah I do Planet Fitness fucking love it man locker rooms are clean went tan when I want hit some red light therapy, <laughs> hell yeah bro I got sunburned as fuck a couple weeks ago then you I did got a, you did the tanning bed I did the tanning bed for like nine minutes oh my god bro it burned my bone marrow <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so deep. And uh, yeah, I like it, man. It's fucking, I got a purple lock, <laughs> dude. We fucking uh, we've recorded for an hour and not talked about a single thing we said we were gonna talk about. <laughs> Good. We talked about time travel, oh, dude. Oh shit! You didn't write dude. time travel down in your pencil. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to fucking re-listen to this to figure out what we talked about. <laughs> Fuck, comic books, time travel, fucking. And then we mentioned the weather, but didn't actually talk about the weather because then we started talking about the books. The weather's the been fucking, wet. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's I'll crazy. tell you this. The weather, I'm used to working out in the morning because I work out at 5 a.m. in the morning for jiu-jitsu. It's been like 38 degrees, and then it drops because between 5 and 7, that's when your lowest temperature, it's, it's down like 34 degrees when we leave. Fucking cold, dude. It's been like your toes are all hurting and shit because you're on the mats and the mats are cold. Yesterday, today, 60 degrees. Yeah, and it was a little In warm. a gi. Bro, sweating. And I'm like, I forgot what summer's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. You're going to start in summer in a gi, just like I did. Because I started June 1st. Hot. Bro, summer in a gi <laughs> sucks so bad. It's like wearing a heavy hoodie in July. You're going to hate it. That's cool. I was and wearing, I love I was that wearing, you're going to hate it. I'm just going to wear a silk gi. Dude, you're going to be... You're I'm going to wear a Hugh Hefner gi. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be kicking so I'm not much. even going to wear any underwear underneath you're it. Gonna be, you're going to be, A, the number one spaz white belt. B, you're going to be kicking fucking ass in no time. I can't wait till you start, dude. I'm going to be like, this is my friend Jesse. You guys all met him at the tournament. He's going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be our new mat enforcer That's in the funny. white belt class. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm excited. We did some jujitsu tonight. A little bit. What we what, what technique we learned? Arm what bar. Hmm? Arm bar stuff. Arm bar. Yeah. You can, what sound you got to make? <laughs> you got to put the brakes on. Put your ass down. Yeah, yeah buddy. Jesse That's hit funny. like two arm bars when we were rolling. After we learned the arm bar, mm-hmm. I, I tapped like I don't know twenty times. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid to tap. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I even, got you, I even got you in that one choke. You did. You got me in like a schoolyard bully choke. Uh, that shit worked, didn't it? You <laughs> say uh, it's, it's really more of a, a crank than a tap. <laughs> That's the excuse. So there's a couple excuses in jiu-jitsu. Like when a dude is fucking you up and you're like, it was more of a crank than a choke. <laughs> or the worst compliment you can make to anybody in jiu-jitsu is, dude, you're really strong. 
That means you suck at jujitsu, but you're really strong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, back when I was big, everybody used to call me strong. I was like, fuck. Now everybody's just like, no, that's cool, man. At least you showed up. So <laughs> <laughs> like you're not strong and you're not good at jujitsu. <laughs> dude, dude, I suck at it and I'm not 240 anymore. Like when I was 240, I was fucking crushing people and didn't know anything. Now I know a bunch of shit. And I'm getting crushed. Like, <laughs> maybe I should just be big and not learn jujitsu. <laughs> right. And just be like, uh, what's maybe, his face? Uh, the one guy right. that made it second place? <laughs> yeah, dude, Mitchell. God, Mitchell's fucking strong as fuck. You know, he left our gym. What? Yeah. He uh, got on the text, and uh, he lives on the east side. Uh-huh. He lives off, of, like, Panorama area. Yeah. And he used to go to Rio Bravo jujitsu, but they didn't have a 5 a.m. class. And apparently his evenings freed up, so he can go to evenings now. And uh, yeah, good for him. Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's a good dude. Well, fuck him. Not he's a playing. fucking smasher, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fight. You saw, you saw his double leg takedown on a dude's like two at ninety. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking fuck all beast. that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Are you done talking? Thanks for listening to episode eleven. Talk. Yeah. It was, it was a awesome. pencil, so we know it's not permanent. Yeah. With this mechanical pencil that's been in our podcast room for a year. <laughs> and it's a yellow fucking mechanical pencil, Dude, too. And we, uh, neither one of us has bothered to bring a pen in here. We're both writing this fucking mechanical <laughs> we pencil. We don't need pens. <laughs> that's Leslie's, by the way. Yeah. She's a mechanical pencil aficionado. Yeah. I don't know. I why. like mechanical pencils better than regular pencils. I, you can you can do cross-hatching with it better with a pencil. Yep. You know, for shading. Yep. I agree. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Best <laughs> ending ever. I'm coming in.